0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Anna. And we're EntrepaQueers. A podcast by two gay idiots navigating owning and operating their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism.
1: Welcome to the pod. Welcome to the new year. Mazel yes. tov, everyone. Cheers. cheers.
0: Yeah. Set the table. We are serving the main dish.
1: We were all kind of in this liquid space of like what is time how is it almost already the holidays like what just happened and I feel like I uh, myself included kind of took some steps back of uh of uh, work and, <laughs> and really trying to
0: I remember to I re- so yeah for me it was very much like the week before Christmas pretty much up until like you know a couple of days ago like yesterday which was january 4th like the first mm-hmm. tuesday of because my work week never starts on a monday uh yeah basically yeah basically it was just like what is time but i remember talking to you in like mid-december and you were like i'm just gonna take all this time where everybody's hibernating and i'm gonna work she <laughs> did it came not for you she too. got
1: covid
0: it came for you too it's for the second time yeah second time so, so. uh watch out for Come the on. necronomicon variant everyone yeah <laughs> Omicron ain't fucking around. Yeah,
1: I I was I was out pretty pretty well too. I had like a fever,
0: I was yeah. spent two days. You were like, just cranky. You were very cranky. Yeah,
1: I mean I was pissed. I was pissed. Yeah. I did not want to have to deal with that. Um, yeah. so now we're back in it, and here we are. We're just kind of sitting with the new year with for me being on the other side of this illness and I, I kind of feel like I have some sort of immunity dear god I hope so <laughs> uh,
0: it's really good th- yeah it's so cruel that you got uh, COVID while in the midst of your hermit experiment like how well, did that even happen
1: at least I didn't get anybody else you know because I was yeah, already that's true. isolating um, so I've been working on something with time which is pretty interesting I am doing time in a manner before i feel like around the time change i taped over all of my clocks but i joined referring to
0: daylight savings
1: time just for uh clear i was like i don't want to be bullied by time and now i kind of lost track of it and it, it got a little it got a little too too loose if you will i got a little loose so i did this co-working group on zoom yesterday and it was really really nice and she suggested doing something called a time study and basically what it is if you've heard of like a money budget it's a similar thing to that where you just track everything that you're doing so anytime you do something different write it down and so I've been doing that this morning And I feel like I've had a very productive morning, and I'm going to do it for this next week, basically to hold myself accountable with the time that I'm spending on my phone and actually completing tasks that I want to complete, I need to complete, and to see, give myself, like, an actual representation of how long that that takes. Because in my mind, I'll be like, oh, that'll take 30 minutes. Sometimes it takes three hours. Sometimes I'm like, that takes three hours. That takes 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm gauging that, and I'm really liking it. Just I need, I need accountability, and I think that's one thing I'm gonna start working towards. Uh, maybe Kayleen, we can talk about this later. But even doing like Pomodoro work sessions with people on Zoom or something, because I,
0: I just won't. <laughs> and really Pomodoro is like the that. like time. Is that that's the time on time off? It's or like twenty-five the- on five off. Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's also, there's a, for anyone out there who might have ADHD, there's like a, one of the coping mechanisms for a lot of people is, um, I think it's called mirroring, um, which is, oh no, not mirroring. Um, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's a coping mechanism where like, if you're having trouble Focusing or committing to like a task or like one specific thing Literally just having someone in the room with you not to talk to Not who's even who's doing the same thing that you're doing Um, Or it's like oh parallel I think it's called like parallel something uh, Yeah like working, uh, par- parallel working Parallel working or parallel activity mm-hmm. where um just having someone around you even if it's not their job to make sure you're on task or or they're not you're not even working on a project or talking to each other or or anything just having someone present in a space with you can help your brain focus on what you're supposed to be doing um so that yeah exactly. i think that that works for me too i like there are times like cuz i do have to ADHD and when i'm feeling super wily there have been times when i've had like I've been on, like, a hard deadline for, like, candles or something where I've got to make a lot of candles in a day and I just keep getting distracted by random things in my house where I'll just ask a friend to be like, will you sit in my kitchen and talk to me while I make candles? Because then I'll make candles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great way to kind of, like, trick your brain into focusing without feeling like you need a disciplinarian.
1: Yeah, it was something that I noticed. I can be so productive in a group of people socializing and then I'll just be working or writing or doing something or drawing but it's I feel almost like I can feed off of their energy
0: um well it's like I said okay. you know like I did the, a couple weekends ago It's was like yeah I took my work mm-hmm. to a bar mm-hmm. got it all done pretty fast mm-hmm.
1: yeah because that energy is just there and I'm like okay I I don't like to engage with it all the time, but I like it's the same concept I think of when I lived in the French Quarter, and I would just open the balcony, and there was so much going on right outside my door. But I was able to like take that, transmute it, and then put it into like productivity. That was the most productive year of my life, which is really interesting. Um, So I think just learning about what I need, how to give myself what I need, and then Like, I think I just need to start asking, you know, asking people to, like, work with me, have these, like, study sessions together, because I have a lot of stuff I want to do. And, um, I think, especially living alone, I need to be honest with myself of what I need and how that's changing.
0: Yeah, time management is really hard, um, when you live alone and work in your living space. Mm -hmm. Um... Because like they're the only the bound only boundaries that exist are what you create, and so you can break them whenever you want. I know, um, and I really
1: wish I swung the other way where I got obsessed with work, but I just I truly don't. I right. <laughs> I can avoid yeah. work so much. Right. Or like try me. <laughs> so trying, to... but yeah, um, tracking
0: works, your yeah. time, tracking your time can be really fun and informative. Um, it's something that like the bullet journal community does a lot. You, know, you can find all kinds of different spreads and methods, like uh, chronodexing or spiral dexing is like a really cool way. Hang on, Kayleen.
1: I'm a I'm a write that down. Chronodexing yeah. and what?
0: Spiral spiraldexing? dexing. They're like different visual ways to track your time. Spiral um, dexing. Okay.
1: Are they kind of like yeah. graphs that you make?
0: Yeah, yeah. And you can even find like just templates. Um, uh, or stamps. People will do stamps, so you can, like, stamp it in your journal and fill it in. Mm. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool, and, like, you can, if you're someone who's, like, visually stimulated, it can help you to, like, have, to, like, you know, like, color code things, like, different colors for different tasks, and then you can just, like, in one quick, like, look, see what, what's taking up most of your day. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, that's it's,
1: cool. So, do you, uh, would you write it all down and then after make it in that
0: i think you can do it however you want i know that i think a lot of people will like for like because i say like i say i come to it from the bullet journaling they'll set up the like blank template chronodex first and just Mm -hmm. fill it in as they go but you can you can take it and migrate it too I, i don't think there's any rules besides what you want how you want to do it but i'm sure there's tons of youtube videos
1: Mm
0: -hmm. on the different ways that people use that method
1: that's another thing i think can be very interesting is when you hyper focus on something uh like like bullet journaling and then you just watch all these bullet journal videos It, it just can change the mode that you're in um and that's what I'm trying to get more into. I feel like I—I I think I got a little too floaty, or I am—I'm very floaty with all the spiritual stuff right now, and I need to ground right. back in. Right. Yeah, you need like a little, a little bit of.
0: Time. You need a little bit of earth energy. But mm-hmm. yeah, like the the Chrono Dex looks kind of like is kind of wacky looking, and the Spiral decks looks kind of like a uh, Fibonacci like golden rule, like the Fibonacci spiral. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It's like that's a kind of, and this is like the great time of year for like, you know, I just bought calendars and planners and um, things for my off. Like, I bought um, a whiteboard for to go above my desk, and I'm excited to like hang stuff up. And you know, it's like there's a lot of energy at the beginning of the year for like, um, organ like to put in systems into place. So why mm-hmm. not like kind of just go with that and mm-hmm. and make it fun. Um, Yes. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I'm kind of like the same way. Right now, you know, like I'm catching up on a lot of stuff from the holidays, but I'm also not as busy as I was in the fall, and for me, I'm someone who works so much better when I'm busy. If I have a like a long to-do list and a and a hard deadline, I'm very productive. But if I only have like a couple of tasks and they're kind of nebulous as to when they need to get done by, they're just never going to get done. (laughs) Like, I will fuck off and avoid work and procrastinate and all that because I am someone who works best under pressure. So, yeah, trying to find – like, one, knowing about that about yourself is super important. And I don't think it it means that I'm, like, a bad worker. It's just the work style that I operate best under. Um, But trying to find ways to, like, trick your brain into – doing what needs to get done, because those tasks still need to get done. I just like because at some point, the fact that they're still on my to-do list is just going to start stressing me out. So, working with a partner, having somebody else impose deadlines on you, even if they're not. Okay. Are we ready for tarot time? Tarot time. Tarot
1: time. Time tarot. 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 tarot time. Tarot
0: time. Tarot time. We're back with the Delta Enduring deck. You know. The old favorite. And so this episode is coming out second week of January. What does the collective? we are still be in Capricorn season. Uh king cake season will have begun oh my god (laughs) starts tomorrow baby oh there she goes Uh, there we go i'm about to become a monster
1: yeah yeah take a selfie of your uh thai iced tea
0: oh no it was a vietnamese iced coffee thank you that's what it was okay oh it's your least favorite car is it strength (laughs) no it's temperance. There she is. I pulled that today too. Uh this one I yeah, sure this did is pull a harm that today. Yeah, yeah. This is um in this deck this is referred to as harm reduction, which I think is a good uh a good modern equivalent of temperance. Um harm reduction, this is about I don't know, temperance in uh typical means like slow your roll. <laughs> Uh, patience, stillness, waiting, um, also means to like, if you feel like, uh, yeah, to, to make things a little bit more mild, um, in the harm reduction front, I think it's actually pretty relevant to where we are right now with, um, with the, with COVID, with COVID-19 and all these variants that are running around and the fact that our government does not care about us like they are fine with us dying they are fi- like and, they pretty much admitted mass, mass like, they pretty much admitted too. yeah they pretty much admitted that um a 10 that if everyone took 10 days off uh who was infected it would cr- it would completely destabilize um our society so they told the cdc to tell us all that you only need to take five days off um uh even though that's dangerous and like not safe for people and we are all going to get infected with covid and um our local our local state and federal leadership is fine with that apparently um we all have to look out for ourselves Mm -hmm. um we all have to pay bills so we and our government is not going to pay us to stay home and be safe um we all have um you know at this point two years of pandemic trauma um, and how we cope with that right now um, can look a lot of different ways but harm reduction I think encourages us to you know we have to be realistic in the measures that we take to protect ourselves in our community um, if we can't all stay home and be safe if we have to go out and interact with the world how can we do that in such a way that it reduces harm to those around us and to ourselves mm-hmm. so um, that looks like you know um, maybe investing in better masks and wearing those in public maybe that really that means reducing your time in public maybe that means um, if you're someone who has the luxury to work from home and not go out uh, giving to mutual aid funds for service workers whose, uh, whose wages are being decimated right now um, how can you, yeah, mm-hmm. I think harm reduction right now is something that we should all be thinking about um, mm-hmm. because our leadership isn't. I sure
1: did pull that today too, so here we, here yep. we go. Um, here we go. I, I'm feeling that, uh, a, a, like a, a more slow start to January. Yep,
0: um, yep. we don't have to rush in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think yeah. we
1: would try to if we didn't have this variant. Uh, running them up right now I really I think it's it's very interesting how this this virus is shaping our perception of time and tradition so I mean so many people were just trying to dive right into 2022 make it the best year ever make up for lost time but that's just not how time works time is not lost time is not gained it just it is and I think now... Time
0: doesn't care about your New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Time doesn't give a shit. Yeah. So now I think
1: we're in this space where uh, everybody's, what do you think about the New Year? And it's like, ah, whatever happens, happens. You, uh, just kind yeah. of, I'm here. I'm do I know anyone?
0: Do I know actually know anyone with any resolutions mm-hmm. or, you know... Any kind of, like, goals or words of the year or all the shit that we used to do? You to know like what? I did excited. do
1: a, I, I do have a, a, a word of the year. I, um, I'm doing yeah. – yeah, I'm doing the year of surrender.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: I just uh, – the same idea. I just don't have – I can't try to force something. So I'm just letting go. Whatever happens, happens. So I'm just surrendering to time. I'm surrendering to it all yeah. because I don't, I'm tired of trying to to visualize and think of what I want something to be. I just want to let it happen to me. I
0: just want to, ex- I just want the
1: universe to experience itself in me however it wants to.
0: Well, that sounds like a great way to transition into our main dish. <laughs> so. Set the table. We are serving the main dish. All right. Today, we are talking about deliberate stupidity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the We were talking about the, as we would say, the bimboification of ourselves. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Em- embrace your inner idiot. We call ourselves, we introduce ourselves as two gay idiots, uh, and we have from the start, and that's been very intentional. Um, yeah. What's your relationship to stupidity? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love not thinking. I, I, I feel there is such a it's a fine line between being so zen to like like a Buddhist monk, right? Where like your head is fucking empty. Those people don't think. To also just just for being forgetful in your day-to-day, being a ditz, being just kind of joyfully unaware almost of like the day-to-day and, and things that you're supposed to maybe care about. Um, anywho, I love I love being, and I think also with COVID and brain fog, that's something else people have had to kind of come to terms with. Um, it's like having a shitty memory. Yeah. What are you going to do? How are you going to, and then how are you going to be stupid and retain your functionality? Because at the end of the day, you can live your life however you want to, but you just need to remain functional. And and that's just by paying your bills. That's about it. What is functionality to you, right?
0: Showing up most of the time. Yeah.
1: Or I also think, for example, like when you have – a heavy work day and you're just like oh god and i think what's happening i think people are dealing with stress differently and i think instead of being like work 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 grind 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 um because we don't have this like steady timetable that we used to of like okay this is work time this is vacation time and now we're kind of having to mold our lives in between the collective waves. Um we if we don't feel like doing something but it needs to be done, I always say do it at 20%. <laughs> just to get it done. Put on yeah. make it as relaxing as possible. I think we were talking about it a few podcast episodes ago. Like just make your life, you know, by like Decking out your workspace with like candles or like freaking instrumental French jazz just to get get what you need to have done because That's that's step one right just remain functional, but then for me I Think in this like year of surrender I I'm tired of making decisions for myself uh, Because things are just appearing, and I think that's a stage of something where you just kind of let go and surrender, and then just start doing shit that you're stoked about. Um, And what Kayleen says a lot, um, what is it, Uh, something goes where attention flows?
0: Um, Energy or uh, where attention goes, energy flows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've said that a few times in tarot readings in the last couple of days and mess it up every time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested, um, because from my perspective, were you ever like tracked as like a gifted kid or like any of it, like No, did you test no, well I was um, I was always
1: okay. a troublemaker.
0: Okay. So I think we have different approaches to to the like no thoughts head empty. Mm-hmm valuing like so for me i grew up as like a very bright child i wasn't my school didn't have a gifted program but i had to take a lot of tests i was like not necessarily a teacher's pet because i did have adhd so i got like very high english grades and very poor grades in in things i didn't care anything about um and i was a constant source of frustration for a lot of teachers because of that um I would always test super high, like standardized testing, like um, test way, way, way above my grade level. And I think as a result with many kids who are kind of on that track, um, grew up with quite a complex about it. So if I'm not good at something immediately, I quit. Like if, you know, um, we got, uh, we over identified with intelligence, um, to the point where now, as an adult, I'm like, "What a fucking fraud! <laughs> Could I just be dumb, please? Can I like? Um, I don't. I used to think of like intelligence was this like a th- like um was it a a, a a super like desirable trait in the people I surrounded myself with. Um, like book smarts were were like were super important and now i'm like no those people are like fucking frustrating and infuriating so i don't know it's uh it's really interesting the way that's that that has developed as like a child where um where big brain was Mm -hmm. big brain energy and like good grades and high achievements were like um the highest priority put on by like teachers and parents and stuff to now being like but yeah, what did the, what's the valedictorian of my high school class doing? I don't fucking know. You don't care either. I don't care. Who was I, it? I don't. I know. Don't care. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like my friends who all took like, dozen, you know, like filled their schedules with AP classes junior year and had meltdowns over them. Are their lives looking much different than mine? Not really. Mm-hmm. Like not really. Um, So I don't know. It's interesting now as an adult where I'm like, especially I I think since like the figure of the himbo Mm -hmm. has become very uh, popular um, and something I'm super obsessed with is like this like sweet, dumb, doofy, hot (laughs) personality type. And that's really all it is. Like you're just your head is empty, hot bod like but not mean and like not mean spirited you're doing and
1: a lot of times the whole that whole archetype is living they're they're stoked because they're doing shit that they're stoked about
0: yeah they just yeah they just do like i think i don't have you ever you didn't watch the good place but like jason mendoza on the good place is the epitome of a himbo he's a sweet dude he's a fucking idiot and all he wants to do is watch the Jaguars play football, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. He's a very simple guy with very like, and he's adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, so God, like, what has a uh, gifted millennial gifted kid culture like fucking ruined our generation? I swear to God, it's created so many miserable people.
1: Well, it's interesting now to think about. At the end of the day, anti-intellectualism. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Because what's happening to our schools, good luck, Godspeed to us in 10 years. Um, yeah. Because these, the structures are, re- like, what's happening in schools, like, like, Chicago just canceled, I think it was the public school district, like, canceled classes because the teachers are not going to go in. So, yeah. the kids Basically, now. Basically,
0: you know, like, even for the classes that, uh even for school districts that haven't Mm -hmm. canceled classes that have started up this week, it's basically like parents are being told, you know, like expect that your kid's going to be home within the next two weeks anyway, Mm -hmm. whether they get COVID, whether we shut down, there's just not going to be enough people Mm -hmm. to run shit. So. Yeah.
1: And so we're anti-intellectualism, bimboism and basically the, the collapse of the structures. So even higher education, it's been so low. Nobody's, yeah, higher education
0: going... is, a, is, a, is a scam, like, at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, it is way too overvalued, and it's put an entire generation in a debt that they're not going to be able to get themselves out of. Mm-hmm.
1: So we're at, like, an interesting spot where we have to self-educate um, which can be really tricky, too, because then we are in these, like, we're, we're, we're subject to be prey of these, these tech clickbait tunnels that can yeah. radically And also, you.
0: like, you know, like, yeah, QAnon, like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, it's not, a, it's not very far from, like, an interesting YouTube video on a topic you've always been, wanted to explore, and then all of a sudden you're in, like, an anti-Semitic death cult. yeah. Oops. Yeah. Like. So
1: we're kind of dealing, I feel like, with the privatiza- privatization of education um, through these creators, through these YouTube channels, through these podcasts, that it's not supposed to uh, have you question things or even have critical thought. It's clickbait. That's all it is. It's yeah. clickbait. We're bu- it's, it's like the BuzzFeedification of our education system so yeah we're in a very interesting spot and i'm gonna go ahead and say i love to be stupid and i love to not think but at the same time i read fucking books um i sure do and i always have and i don't think it makes me smarter but i think that it's it's really important to have things that from publications that have had to go through an editing process, a review process, have to get verified to be published instead of just this kind of wild, wild West.
0: And I think it's also important to like consume a diversity of thought. Mm -hmm. Like that is, you know, like that's kind of one of the beautiful things of fiction is you can explore new worlds in every book. Yeah, I saw a TikTok the
1: other day. It was talking about how leftist theory and how it's so it's hard to get into. And I was like, well, why don't you, a good starting point is a YA YA deep fantasy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Read the Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Start there. What kind of feelings did those, did that make you have? Yeah.
1: So we're in a, it's, we'll see. Because America is in for a tough one. And if any of our listeners are, maybe in high school age or about to go to college, I do wanna, I wanna offer this advice. What do you think about going to school somewhere else? And not through an exchange program through your school. What do you think about going to school in Germany or something like this where, where it is free, where it is d- democratized and you are gonna get, I would say, a more neutral experience because it is subsidized from the government Meanwhile, the Coke. Well, there's only one Coke brother left. How much of the curriculum is 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 from the Coke Corporation or whatever it is? So yeah, umbrella. Because a lot of the tech is militarized, um, and and a lot of these STEM fields, and a lot of the funding from these schools are militarized. I I met somebody, and they are a, a professor, and they teach innovation, and immediately what they started talking about. Was uh, innovation in in the war in the, in the war zone? That's how they yeah. pitched it to me. So the militarization of basically education. <laughs> let's take a step back. Let's let's take a few steps back. Um, yeah. And kind of what are we learning? I think also keeping that ed, that beautiful mind of yours empty, uh, decolonize that shit, demilitarize that shit, and create. I think. Once you start to create, either it's writing or drawing or singing or dancing, whatever creation looks like to you, even taking a fucking nap. I think the real trap that we found ourselves in is we're stuck in a consumption loop and we turn into these these creatures that can only consume and we forget how to create and then I think through your own creation process, you gain clarity and who you are and what you want and how you want your life to look like versus all of this other media education, blah, 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 just kind of getting piled onto you. And, and, and quite frankly, it's just, we never consented to this. Um, we never consented to this and in the, in the industries that are programming things to take our attention away, to take our autonomy away. It's dis- it's it's b- of no fault of your own. It's the technology is working perfectly and it's not your fault that you can't stand up to a, a, an actual evil and sentient algorithm.
0: Yeah, um yeah, uh that's a lot. <laughs> um I don't know. I think it's 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 okay also to just like I don't know. I think um, a lot of people grew up with a lot of know it all uh, attitudes. It's okay to admit you don't know shit or that you don't have answers. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's a lot of a lot of learning too. Is saying oh I don't know about that. Uh, I, I feel like it's a very even soft social skill. Of of they say when you meet somebody, ask them questions about themselves. Don't talk. Don't give your pitch all the time. Like be curious and yeah. That's one thing. Yeah, I like. be, yeah. Like the to best ask way, questions like, and people. I love and people it when people, people like
0: think of Please, yeah. Think or I'm I dumb, like it when people ask questions. Like when people ask questions about my about me, and I don't have to be the one to think about what mm-hmm. to talk about. mm Hmm.
1: Yeah, so I think a lot of us have experienced, like, this bimboification over these past couple years, whether or not we've wanted to experience that. Because gone are the days of, like, having to be, like, eight steps ahead the work. Because a lot of times we needed to stay sharp for work, and now this whole work narrative is changing. And and people, everybody uh, across the board are giving 40%.
0: <laughs> yeah, give me le- give me less. It's giving less. Me less, so yeah,
1: it's something I'm super excited about. Um, but I will say, going back to the first point of just like functionality, if you because if you do start to keep that head very empty, it you can it can slip. It can really start to slip. Coming from experience. It can really start to slip, and so just making kind of, as Kayleen says, taking inventory of where you're at, of what's working, what's not working, just a little bit of goddamn reflection goes a long way.
0: Yeah. Um, It's also, you know, if we want to dig down deep into it, the uh, glorification of intelligence is very much deeply rooted in eugenics and white supremacist culture, Mm -hmm. so... Um, if at the very least you want to challenge those ideal ideals, embrace stupidity mm-hmm. um, and really examine why uh if you're someone who holds um uh intelligence or smarts or uh academia or whatever to like a very high um, regard, where did that come from? mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Uh I would I would definitely take some time to examine that. Yeah, who's holding who's holding those structures? Uh yep. who's Who the, benefits from you valuing mm-hmm. things to that level? Yeah,
1: who had to be exploited for that voice to be upholded? Upheld. Right. Upholded. There yep. we go. Fucking anti anno Yeah, just go commit. Fucking uh, commit. Uh. So hakuna matata, man. Like it's just going to get weirder and I'm we'll see what this next year has in store, but even on the more I would say this is the more metaphysical side. So the the more space that you make in your mind of like not having thoughts, I feel like the more you allow yourself and more of that metaphysical uh properties to come in. So The emptier your mind is, then I feel you can really start engaging with, like, your higher self and your intuition.
0: Um, Mm -hmm.
1: Because.
0: Yeah. What else? It's like, like, we talk about, about, like, when you make space for something, what are you making space Mm -hmm. to? When you, like, make something empty, what are you inviting in Mm -hmm. to come in next? Mm -hmm. Because, listeners, I'd say, like,
1: these past few weeks have been the amount of telepathy And I know how that sounds that I've been experiencing. It's surreal. It feels like a dream to the point where I, the other day, I thought somebody's, I thought of somebody and I didn't even think the whole name, but then I looked at my phone and she was calling me.
0: I mean, I do that sometimes, like literally I do that sometimes with you. Mm -hmm. I think of you and then you call me like a minute later. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's just, I, you can't do that when you're just thinking all that, like getting stuck in like a loop so i would even beg to say that the more empty you keep your head (laughs) the more powerful you can be and that's a whole dichotomy too of like there's intellectual and then there's power um i was watching a carl sagan uh he was talking to congress in the 80s about climate change and i was just watching his speech and and he's somebody that he was so intelligent and he does hold a lot of power, but even sitting there in the eighties, he was getting ignored anyway. Because yeah. it wasn't the narrative Listen. that they wanted. The politician <laughs> it's it's been pretty rigged and, and friends the, just Carl
0: yeah, Carl Sagan's A Demon Haunted World is a beautiful book. Um, I read it. I really enjoyed it. I still I read it when I was like fifteen or sixteen and I still think about it to that day. But that book was all about like, um Debunking like astrology and myth and and yeah, it did not do that for me. Mm-hmm. I think I he he's a intelligence does not mean that you have the power to like mm-hmm. of conviction.
1: Anywho, with time, it just starts. It starts to get weird, and I think just be gentle with yourself, be gentle with others. Um, be a menace when you want to. Be kind. Whatever. I've just started I've just started riding my bike and just dancing and I don't stop and I don't care if I make people uncomfortable when I'm just like dancing on my right. bike and singing. And I don't care if people yeah. on the street see me and are like, "Is she homeless?" I'm not. I'm just having a good time. I'm just yes. I've started I'm just embracing my artist archetype. I'm a artist. Artists are allowed to do whatever they want.
0: You're just it's your manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> I'm just annoying, and I don't care. It makes me have fun. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go into bro book review. All right. Bro book reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to.
1: I read Focus by Daniel Goleman. Okay. So, this book started, I mean, it's kind of like crazy. What we were talking about about how it's with social media and all of these things designed to shape our brains to holding an attention span of xyz uh not super long but the idea is if you can focus then you can do anything that that's why i picked up this book because i want to work on focus because i think if we have focus then you can do whatever you want you just need that focus and it's it's like liquid gold right so, he started talking about, I, he did this test in the book, and I failed it. I failed. I was like, let me, he, 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 I listened to it, and he said some stuff, and then he did like a reading comprehension at the end, and I was like, fuck, I didn't, I didn't catch any of that. And he was just, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you were saying, because I'm just always kind of half listening, I think. Um, and sometimes it's better, but I'm better at, remembering feelings uh versus versus actual composition i'll remember how something made me feel and with dream interpretation when people ask me what do you think this means i say how did you feel and i think that is more of a guide to where you're going so this book took an interesting shift it started talking about intuition and trusting yourself and listening to your body which i was not not prepared for so he is also the author of a book it's pretty famous it's about emotional intelligence so it's not super surprising that he would take this book on focus and go into intuition but i thought it was a very interesting segue of where that went um and i'd also because i was i was like i don't want to listen to a woo-woo book because your girl is like Barely, I'm a fucking balloon in outer space. Like I feel like I've. Do you know that sequence in the Brave Little Toaster three?
0: Where the no, I have only seen the first one. Okay, they're balloons
1: and they're just in space and they're we are floating, floating. That's what I feel like. Uh, so then just to have that go back in, and I was like, all right, all right, I am not in charge. They want me to listen. They want me to focus and listen to my intuition. Got it. So was this book great it was okay it was good um I wouldn't recommend it but it's it's fine I feel like a lot of these books I feel like are kind of just like oh, that the okay. whole
0: point is that you're reading it so that we don't have to yeah so
1: yeah so it doesn't
0: need to be recommendable it,
1: honestly it kind of seems like honestly if
0: it's recommendable you failed <laughs> You picked yeah, the wrong book. So
1: it's it's kind of like the the same idea of like you're focusing to create space in your mind to listen to your intuition. It's a shortcut, right? Your intuition is just like a shortcut to like where you need to go.
0: Um, yeah, so that's my bro book review. Peace. Sounds good. All right. Um, you can find me at Swamp Witch with four eyes or at Candles Unincorporated on Instagram. Uh, you can find the pod at entreprequeers.podcast on Instagram or entrepreneurqueerscom Leave us a review um, and a five-star rating if you really like us. Hello.
1: So uh, depending on when you're listening to this, come follow me at uh, the Fake Guru. There's some underscores. I think on Instagram and TikTok, I'll figure it out, but not right now. I'm going to be leading a... Kind of self-discovery class over Zoom where we're gonna get weird and we're gonna kind of delve into the the abyss, right? Of creation, of the darkness, of the lightness, of the weird, of the ugly, of the messy. Um, so we're gonna really go there and hold some space. Uh, call it, its gonna be called Muppet Hour because anything is possible in the Muppet verse. So super stoked to have y'all. Here for that that'll be January 18th. Um yeah when this when this episode goes out we'll have a landing page and everything. So thank you so much for listening and have a gay day. Have
0: a gay day